What's up? What's happening? Welcome back to Thinking Logically. Just two dads talking politics and culture. And we are culture warriors. Joe, it's been a couple weeks. Good to be back with you. What's going on? Oh, man. You know me. Just uh, I try to take a few days off and and look what we have happened over the past past few days. Planning my son's first birthday, or at least trying to, or it's turning more into like a wedding than a birthday. Or actually, yeah. the, the way to say I, it's turning more into like when Billy Madison graduates like third or fourth grade. That's what it's turning into, minus the jet skis. So, in the pool. But other than that, yes, we might even have a clown on stilts. So, I was busy doing that for like the past like week. And, uh, I think we just we just couldn't couldn't find a, a good time, and then all this stuff just started evolving, and I pretty much had to rewrite the entire episode over and over again, like three times. So I don't even know where we're going at, where we're starting, what's going on. We have a like a South Park episode, Chef's Dead. Uh, I mean. We almost recorded yesterday to our listeners out there. By the way, thank you to everyone listening. We are picking up followers every week. Our newest follower is somebody from Kenya. So if you would have told me last year when we started this show that we would have followers in Kenya, I think we're almost on every continent now, uh, I would have not have believed you. But um, sure enough, we do. So thank you to all of our listeners out there across the world. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for listening. And yeah, we were almost recorded yesterday. And, you know, it was uh, my wife's birthday, your wife's birthday last week. So we just couldn't find a good day to record. But luckily, we waited as fate would have it. We waited till today to record uh which is wednesday and sure enough we have all kinds of things to talk about that happened in the last like 18 to 24 hours so we are going to start with let me just pick something out of a hat here because they're all good but we are going to start with the obama's chef dying in a paddleboarding accident. Joe, we have so many questions that we have. I, I don't really think like, oh, something must have happened. Like, I don't think like in terms of that, and probably a lot of our listeners might not either. But on this one, I was like, okay, hold up. How do you die in a paddleboarding accident? Joe, what's your take? Well, our listener from Kenya is going to be hanging on on the, the edge of his seat for this episode, especially at the start. I wonder if it's actually Malik Obama. Is that the Obama's, uh, I think the Obama ancestral homes in Kenya, right? It is. Isn't his half-brother that hates him from there, too? I wonder if that's yeah. But We're starting off with, I guess, the hometown hero from Kenya. Uh, and I guess we're going to get into the birth certificate and everything. This is going to be so wild. This is going to be so absolutely wild. But yes, Obama's chef was found dead. Mark, can you just lead us lead us in here for a second on exactly what happened surrounding this, how he was found, if he was found. Do you know anything regarding this? Have you read anything? Well, you know, the Dan Bongino role is to wait 24 hours before something, before assuming anything or judging anything or anyone on based off of a news story, which that rule was perfect here because when this story dropped, the report was someone died on the Obama's property in Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Um, just to interrupt, just to interrupt, I'm sorry. Just like the White House and the, the, the cocaine scandal, it just kept on evolving and getting like stranger and, and weirder and worse. But Correct. go on. 
And then it turned out to be that it was a, it was a drowning accident in a pond on their property. And then it turned out to be someone they knew. And then it turned out to be their personal chef who drowned in a paddleboarding accident on Martha's Vineyard. First thing I thought of was that, wait a minute, why, why are you paddleboarding if you allegedly can't swim? Why are you paddleboarding if you can't swim? Why aren't you wearing a life vest? And if you allegedly can't swim, why are you that far out where you can drown? You know, we're going to Hawaii in, in January. Uh, and we're, well, I was looking up snorkeling, you know, things, the snorkeling uh, tips. And one of the tips for snorkeling is that if you don't have a life vest on, you don't go out past where you can't touch. So in this case, Joe, the Obama's chef drowned in a paddleboarding accident. And as we talked about this morning, also in paddleboarding, I think I've only, have I ever paddleboarded? Maybe once in my life. But I do know, as you texted me this morning, you are also tethered to the board. And the paddleboard actually floats. So if you fell off and you couldn't swim, wouldn't you just hold on to the paddleboard because it So many questions here. Uh, can you hear me, Joe? My phone was just ringing. So many questions that we're, uh, we're asking. But yes, like like I told you, I researched paddle, paddleboarding all night long, all night long. I, the, the, the two conclusions that I came to was, number one, they float. They float. Whether it's salt water, clear water, whatever, they float. Pond, it doesn't matter. They float. And number two, you usually have a tether attached to your leg. But we're also forgetting that this is eight feet of water, eight Eight feet of water? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Eight feet of water. I just, I don't understand that aspect of it. It's a paddleboard. Like, you could just hold on to it. It's not the ocean. There's no waves. There's no waves there. This is just like a pond on his property. And you don't go out. Okay, we don't know who the witness is yet, do we? There was a witness. Do we know the witness? There was? allegedly was a witness. I, I said that to you this morning. I said, wasn't there someone with him? Or wasn't there a witness or something like that? And they said there was a massive 911 response to this accident. So. There is a 911 call, too. That Obviously, I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to hear it. But we haven't heard it yet. But apparently there's a 911 call. It's, it's, this is. This story, I'm sorry, it just, it gets weird. I'll tell you why it gets weird. Um, because from what I understand, not only was it eight feet of water, and you say, I guess the guy maybe couldn't have swam before, but there's pictures of his Instagram of him in an Olympic pool swimming, and he's a fit guy. And again, there's a witness. So unless, and I guess I'll bring this point up, which is, I think, more conspiracy land. Unless he had a heart attack while paddleboarding and wasn't tethered for some reason, and the person, the person decided they couldn't save him or wasn't wearing a vest, I, I don't know. Unless that was the reason, how could you drown an eight foot of water paddleboarding with a partner? I don't know. I mean, the one key detail here that we didn't mention was that this this chef was also he he had a personal relationship with the Obamas. He was their personal chef, but he goes back to the White House days with them. He was apparently, from what I've read, a sous chef in the White House. 
under the Obama administration. What does that mean? So he's like the number two chef in command. So there's the executive chef, and then the sous chef pretty much does a lot of the, I think, heavy lifting in the kitchen. Okay. So this this isn't a pond. There's no. There's no waves. First of all, the amount of deaths on Martha's Vineyard going back from the the Kennedy era in the '60s up to today is is questionable to begin with. But you have a former president and his chef is found dead in his pond. You don't get any information at all. There was supposedly somebody with him and it was paddleboarding in eight feet of water. And at first the Obamas weren't home. Like they weren't there. The Ob- okay, it was like, okay, well, where were they? Were they somewhere? Yes. And then yes. all of a sudden, hey, the Obamas were kind of home. Well, the Obamas weren't actually home. They were actually out shopping and in grocery or something crazy. Well, I don't know what the reason was, but they actually were staying there. It's just that they weren't there at the time. Oh, really? Stay yeah. Who? Who called 911 then? The executive chef. I mean, well, you have an episode been, it could have been clue. someone who works for them. Yeah. But it, there's no cameras. Just, it's a very weird story. It's it's the strangest it's the strangest story since they couldn't find anyone that left the cocaine in the most surveilled house in the world. <laughs> but okay, here's where it gets weird. Here's where it gets weird. Um, so this chef's found dead. What's weird is he's the second chef to turn the second former chef of the White House to turn up dead in the past five years. The first being, of course, Mark Hillary Clinton chef. Really? I, I actually I'm, pulling up, I'm pulling up the story because I want to make sure I, I get it. I want to make sure I get it right. Because he died and he also drowned in a desert in New Mexico. I'm not making this up. I don't know any I don't know what the stats are on people that have drowned in deserts. <laughs> it cannot be that many. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to pull up the article. I, I, Amazing. For, for some reason, I can't, but it was Walter Shelb. His body was found in New Mexico in June of 2015, I believe it was. And he was drowned in a desert in New Mexico. And, like, honestly, it might have been, like, for all we know, 12 inches of water. But for some reason, Correct me if I'm wrong. Why all of a sudden is being a White House chef more dangerous than being a helicopter door gunner in Vietnam? When did <laughs> when did when did that happen? I mean, it, it it makes you scratch your head. Now, now let's continue on to what you told me this morning. You believe this is a sign that Michelle Obama is going to run for president in 2024. Go ahead with that. I- Okay, I'll concede that to maybe maybe she's going to be on the ballot. We'll say she'll run for president. Maybe she'll be the vice president. Maybe maybe Newsom, Obama. It's either that or she's going to be a senator out of California because they have the house in California. I think it's going to be president regardless. Regardless, um, it's proof. This is, in my opinion, and this this sounds crazy, but it's just it's a loose end that that's being tied. Remember when Obama's birth certificate was certified, and I think it was. 2012. Does that ring a bell, Mark? 2012. We'll just go. With, we'll just go with 2012. And then the lady that certified it died in the plane crash. She was she was the only one that died. A plane yeah. crashed from Ohio, from Hawaii. It was like eight or twelve people on board. She was the only one that died. She died of a heart attack. 
wait, what was her name? Hold on, I have it here somewhere. I got it. Laura something. Loretta Fuddy. Loretta Fuddy. Died of plane crash. This is like a year, year or two, not even, after she certified Obama's uh, birth. Are you suggesting that in order to run for office, you have to be like a made man and like uh, good fellas, you have to kill somebody to become that's a, a, def- made, a made person? That's not necessarily, but th- that's funny you bring up those movies because it's exactly, it's exactly like those movies, like Remo says. You know, why, why take a chance? Like the, I think they say the guy won't talk. He's a Marine and the guy isn't going to talk. But, you know, Remo's like, hey, you know, the way I see it, you know, I always say, why take a chance? And supposedly the chef, Obama's chef, was writing a tell-all book or something and all of a sudden found dead. So why would you keep – that's extreme. Unless you're going to run for president, there's no reason to kill a guy. Well, maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to send you to prison or something. But uh, this story is the strangest the, – the latest one in, in, in some of the strangest stories we've ever heard in the past 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I mean, you have – cocaine being found in the White House and they have the locker and everything. They can't figure out who brought the cocaine in. And then, and then a few weeks later, a chef is found dead paddleboarding in eight feet of water. Strong! <laughs> at, at, another, at another president's house. And it's all just like, well, Trump's being indicted again. The walls are closing in because of January 6th, the insurrection. Jack Smith has him. Jack Smith went to Subway to send a message to Donald Trump. Like, that, this is blowing on shit here. Like, and I'm not making that up. That's actually you could, you could reason. The you walls could, are closing in. That's you know an what, M- Joe. What's that? The, no, that was an MSNBC. They actually that was a segment. They said Jack Smith went to Subway after indicting Donald Trump again, and that sent a message. Yeah. yeah. Just, I don't know. Uh, all I'm saying is Obama loves paddleboarding. There's numerous pics of him and Michelle paddleboarding in Hawaii, and his chef is found dead paddleboarding in eight foot of water after he's writing a tell-all book. So, my (laughs) talking about speaking, you know, kind of related to the tell all book, to my favorite conspiracy theory of all time, literally. Could this chef have been ready to uncover the fact that Michelle Obama is actually a man? It's my favorite conspiracy theory of all time. Uh, that would be absolutely i mean joan rivers was the one that started that and then she of course went for a routine botox and turned up dead (laughs) (laughs) something something crazy and then there's the famous ellen clip of her just shaking her crotch doing the i think the Britta mars song and it looks like something's flopping around like a fish in there but uh can you imagine if that one is true i mean i'll do you one better i'll do you one better and crazier so instead of this chef being dead and the person that verified Obama's birth certificate, instead of them being dead, what if they were just whisked away and given like new identities or something? Mm-hmm. This, way, this way they don't have to testify, like nothing they have to, you know, all you need. But I don't know, drowning is a crazy way. I mean, you need a cadaver, obviously. Yeah. Are they doing an autopsy of this guy? I have no idea. Like, I, I heard there's. It's possible there could be blunt force trauma. I don't know. 
I, I haven't really heard anything else about this. Um, I, I really don't need, need to hear anything else about this. This is, this is just so suspicious. But this, um, uh, let's you, do a quick Google search. I'll be like doing this while we while we record live. Can you imagine how much better we'd be, Joe, if we were actually together in the same room when we were doing this podcast? Uh, but as it is, we're recording on the phone like we're talking to each other. But uh, from an hour ago, Tafari Campbell update. Police say nothing suspicious with the chef's drowning. <laughs> you don't say. Wait, wait. Um, breaking news. Breaking breaking news. Breaking news. Here live on Thinking Logically, which you probably won't hear for another three hours by the time we get this episode out. Hunter Biden pleads not guilty in Delaware courtroom on gun and tax charges, refusing to accept the plea deal previously made out by prosecutors. Wait. The judge will not accept and reject the plea agreement because she wants more information. Ba boom. Boom. The walls are closing in. Whoa. All right. Hold on. We gotta we gotta hit the brakes on that one. We gotta hit the brakes on that one. We're actually gonna cover this later in the episode. Oh man. <laughs> let's go live to let's go live to Curtis Hawk. Hunter Biden could be the could have violated his pretrial diversion agreement as it relates to the gun charge. What would happen according to that agreement is that the defense and the prosecution All right, we're, not gonna, the we're not going to do this. By the time this gets out, we're going to be, it's going to be like three hours. It'll, it'll be three o'clock. So. So um, are we, are we done with the Obama chef? Um, because it, I'm yeah, looking right you, here. You, you brought up a great thing about the, like the mob movies, casino and Goodfellas. Isn't there a scene also in, I think we spoke about this earlier, where in Casino, they actually kill the guy because his son's addicted to drugs or selling drugs or something, and he's a liability. Something like so that. They just think they kill him, and he's an old guy, like Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not saying, look, I episode 50, I literally at the end said all this would happen. They moved to eliminate Joe. There'd be warish. I'm just, it's yeah. all, it's all coming. It's all coming to fruition. Yeah. So this is as of this morning. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up and then we'll go on to Hunter Biden. Um, so I'm on, I just logged into uh, X. Is that what it's called now? X? It's now X, yes. X. <laughs> um, but this is as of this morning from NBC News. Evidence-free conspiracy theories about the Obama's chef get a boost on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, so they're saying that all these conspiracy theories are making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, we have our boy Cat Turd, uh, who says that he won't believe a word of it. Word of it. Why would they start telling the truth now? Wait, wait, wait. Evidence. Wait. They said evidence free. Yeah. Like there's no. Look, what do they want me to do? Get a tape measure and go measure to see if there's eight foot of water. All we're saying is it's weird. He drowned in eight foot of water with a paddleboard with the actual thing, the life saving device, either wrapped around his neck in a life preserver. Or next to him as the paddleboard attached to his leg via a tether. I'm just saying it's weird. It's weird like Godfather 2 where Fredo gets killed in a pond at the end. Uh, a post from the X account Dom Luker that got 3.8 million views suggested without evidence that Campbell's death was somehow related to the potential indictment this week of former President Donald Trump on new charges. That's an interesting connection. Uh, it says here, Massachusetts police say Campbell was paddleboarding when he died. They said a second paddleboard was on the pond with him and saw him go under the water after he briefly struggled to stay on the surface. Police responded at 7.46 p.m. Sunday 
They did not release a suspected cause of death for Campbell or say what factors might have contributed to his death. It, it sounds like Jason, like from the mo- from the, like the movie. What is that actually the movie? I can't even think right now. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, it sounds like he was being taken like under by like Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll come back to X later on. Um, oh boy. Our, our boy War Clandestine, I just hit refresh on our boy War Clandestine has a take on Bronny James. Another oh. thing we're going to talk about. Oh, man. Uh, do you want to talk about Christopher Ray or are we going right into Hunter Biden? Because this is breaking. Um, oh, I wish we could just fly through the Christopher Ray thing. Let's, let's just try to fly through it real quick. Uh, and we also have UFOs all, all the same day. Uh, which is how today. About, how right, about let's go. Let's go to Christopher, Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray sorry. thing. I'm just going to summarize it real quick. Go ahead, take it away. Uh, this is this is your this is your segment. Yeah, but, I, I but, haven't yeah, seen anything quite like this. The people on Twitter, the internet, were literally stoning Chris Ray to death in real time. I honestly was expecting someone to escort him out in handcuffs. It was that bad. Um, what they needed in the end, however, was a body bag. The, the taxpayers. This is what your money is getting you. Actually, maybe I'll just summarize it. He didn't answer a damn question. Uh, I think Maisie on Twitter or whatever it's called now, X, has a good compilation. And maybe we could just play that and get out of this topic because it's it's so worthless now. He, he lied or didn't answer the entire time. So let's see if we could just play this. It's like a minute here long. I'm talking about, can't remember the dates. Again, I just can't speak to that here. Uh, I'm not a, an expert. I'm not sure yet. I, I would really have to see more closely. I'm not sure that I can give you that number. I can't get into... Uh, I'm not aware of any such evidence. I'm not going to speak to that. I'll, I'll decline to comment further. I, I will uh, work with the department to make sure we can figure out what information we can provide. I, I, again, I'm not going to get into that here. Well, again, I don't want to speculate, but I, I can't speak to the specifics. Well, now you're now you're asking a legal question, which I would prefer to defer to the lawyers. I'm not in the business of of kind of commenting. Or it was but, it was that for hours, and I'm going to play you one by Matt Gates, and it's maybe maybe a minute long. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not have no oh, You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Uh, we're going to have a good transition now that I'm watching this again. Um, now that we're watching this again, right into the Hunter Biden thing, I think right now. So, also, Director Ray did confirm, and I don't have the video on me now, that Joe Biden is technically under criminal investigation for Ukraine bribes. Um, he admitted it in the, in the hearing. Yes, he did. I don't have the video. I don't want to play it because it's like, it's like a four-minute long video. I, I'm not going to find it just for the viewers. Just please, viewers, listeners, just trust us on this one. So, on Twitter that day or night, the FBI sent out a tweet, or whatever it is, it's X now, but they sent out an X. I don't even know what they're calling it. Anyway, in reference, this is from the FBI on, on Twitter. 
In reference to the false assertions about investigating parents at school board meetings, FBI Director Ray told the House Judiciary Committee that the Bureau is not in the business of policing speech. Read more here. The, and then they said the FBI has never been in the business. Okay. The comments were out of control. The community notes um, owned the FBI. It was bad. They got ratioed like I've almost never seen before. But what I want to say in, in summing up, take away their funding. Anyone that's listening, call your call your congressman, take away their funding. And then what is Ray going to do? How is he not going to, how is he not, how can he not be impeached over this? Unless he comes back in a few weeks or a month and literally says, okay, guys. So I looked into all those things from the last hearing you said about Joe Biden and the bribes and this and that. And my dear Lord, I got some investigating to do. He has, he has to go. He has to go slap cuffs on him. Slap cuffs on him. Um, so that's that. And then we're going to go from that into the cocaine, I guess. No, we'll go straight to Hunter Biden's lawyers. Let's just go straight into that, Mark. So I, I, I'm following this live here on X as we as we record. So as you may or may not know that's listening out there, uh, this morning Hunter Biden appeared before court in, in court um, to enter into a plea agreement um, that they his the attorneys worked out. With the, with the government, apparently, regarding this, these tax crimes, gun crimes, whatever it may be, failing to pay taxes on several million dollars, he was going to get a slap on the wrist, probation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, on the same day that we had UFO whistleblowers testifying in front of Congress, which we will get into. So, apparently, um, this is breaking update from at Nick Sorter on X. Before Hunter Biden's plea deal collapsed, federal judge Mary Ellen Noriega, that's a tough one to say, Noriega, asked the case's top prosecutor if the deal meant, the plea deal meant, Hunter would be immune from prosecution for other possible crimes, including those related to representing foreign governments. Because as you may or may not know, Hunter Biden failed to register as a foreign agent with the federal government since he was doing business with Ukraine, right? Something along those lines, Joe, correct? You have to register as a foreign agent if you are representing foreign governments, okay? So um, the prosecutor said no, all right? He would not be immune from prosecution for other possible crimes. Then one of Hunter's attorneys jumped up and said, then there's no deal, okay? Uh, Reporters- Was it the one that was smoking a bong last week? (laughs) How about that? Pictures of his attorney smoking a bong on a balcony. I mean, you got to be getting really high if you're smoking a bong in 2023 with everything else that's out there. Oh, my gosh. Reporters present in the courtroom have said the judge seemed highly skeptical of the quote-unquote unusual deal from the get-go as it offered Hunter broad immunity from prosecution in perpetuity. Wow. The judge questioned why it was filed under a provision that gave her no legal authority to reject it. She then asked Leo Wise, the top prosecutor, if there was any precedent for that kind of deal being proposed. He replied, no, your honor. Was the Biden DOJ trying to push an under the table deal? Joe, floor is yours. Uh, I, I have to start off. I'm, I'm sorry for our audience. I have to start off by playing like the other side. Let, let them get their say this is the view like an hour ago 
Yeah. What bribery scam? Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm sorry. I, I, it's always, it's so different every day. I mean, you know, they're either freaking out about Barbie or they're upset about, you know, uh, Budweiser beer and just Bud Light. And just Bud, Light. <laughs> Bud Light, okay. Now, we don't right now, that's right. You don't want out. the wrong thing to get out. Yeah. But I mean, what 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 is what is really happening here? I mean, what? how much mean? punishment does Biden need because he won and they lost? Well, that's the problem. I yes. keep seeing these indictments coming down from Trump, and they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what are we gonna do? Let's turn it around and make it about him about Biden instead take your eyes off of Trump even though he's a criminal and put your eyes on this guy instead. When you when you hear the laughter from the audience, it's it's very Orwellian and scary, but that's I guess that's what they're going. There there is evidence of crimes here. And in the countries where like Hunter has evidence of doing these these pay for play schemes with his father and, and, and stuff. Or the same country that's at war with Russia, and we're sending billions of our taxpayer dollars to, and they're and they're saying that, and MSNBC isn't even covering it, <laughs> and all all Fox is doing is showing naked pictures of Hunter Biden. I don't give a shit about the naked pictures of Hunter Biden. I don't want to see that. Uh, this is this is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. This is from, uh, this is a good account to follow. Colin Rug on Twitter, um, or Rug, I don't know which how to say it. Anyway, breaking. Hunter Biden's lawyers are facing sanctions after they lied to a Delaware clerk in his criminal tax case. I forgot to mention this, Mark. The Biden crime family is at it again. According to the Daily Mail, someone from Hunter Biden's attorney's law office called the Delaware clerk pretending to be an attorney for the Republican <laughs> House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith. Smith's attorney is Theodore Catalia, the person who lied to the Delaware clerk eventually asked him to remove the original filing against Hunter Biden in an attempt to remove the 448 pages of congressional testimony from the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, and there's evidence. There's, there's an email and everything. There's my dad, my dad of all people, called me this morning to tell me about this. He saw it on Jesse Waters last night. Oh, he kept repeating himself. They, they impersonated, they impersonated a member of Congress. He's telling me, what are they doing? Oh, <laughs> Jessica Bangles with, with Lathan Watkins lied about who she worked for <laughs> to get documents taken off the docket, and and there's a whole email right here. This is from Technofog. Techno underscore fog on X. I got to get used to saying that. Holy cow. Um, this is from last night. So, yeah, it would have been on Jesse Waters. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is just over and over and over again. Just a, a just continuous thing of blunders. Can we cover the art for a second? I, I forgot to mention that. That gets better because that's part of the pay for play. Here, this is from Chuck Ross DC on Twitter. New, Hunter Biden's art patron visited the White House 13 times. All of the visits were after Hunter began selling his art. One of the patrons, Elizabeth Hirsch Natal's meetings, was a one-on-one -on -one with senior Biden advisor Nira Tandon. Okay, let's, I have a great audio for you, Mark. And I sent you, I've, I believe I sent you the news clipping. Let's play the video of um, when 
the former, our girl, the former press secretary, Jen Psaki, when she was asked about the ethics violations around Hunter Biden's uh, art sales. Why can't I? Can we get Mark from the sound department here, please, to fix this? Did purchasers or the ultimate purchasers' identity? Well, I can tell you that after careful consideration. Uh, okay, why is this not going? Uh, Come on. Let me try one more time here, Mark. For this. Well, while you're getting that, um, oh, here we go. First. Okay, here we go. Ultimate purchaser's identity. Well, I, I can tell you that after careful consideration. Uh, okay, good. Just, I don't know what. The, uh, yeah, it just wants to get to the first part and and, and then cut out. So, Joe, you know, it's days like this where we have a judge, a federal judge. I wonder who this federal judge was appointed by, by the way. I honestly have no idea, but um, we could probably do a quick Google search and, and see who um, who she was appointed by. But uh, it's stuff like this that, that gives me a little bit of hope in in what's going on. And, you know, I thought when I saw that today, I'm like, are we are we winning? Are we winning again? Um where was this that I wanted to read here? Understand what happened, uh, what happened here. This is from uh, at um, draw and strike on Twitter. Brian Cates. Judge Noriega very perceptibly zeroed in on the immunity clause of the deal in the fact that no plea deal like this one had ever been proposed in federal court before. He types in all caps. She got the government's lead prosecutor to admit this under questioning. That is incredible. Wait, did you say Brian Cates? Yes. He must be just back on. Dude, I followed him like back in 2020. He had, he, that's a good follow. He, he has some really good things about, uh, I believe, the, the general Michael Flynn stuff back in 2020 and those kind of things. He's really good when it comes to, to this stuff, though, with the Hunter Biden and then all the stuff about uh, Russiagate. That's a really good account to follow. If he's saying that, he's, I would put a lot of faith in that. Yeah. Um. Since the judge rejected the initial negotiated plea agreement, both parties are hashing on a new deal where it's made clear to both prosecution and defense that Hunter does not have future immunity should other federal investigations result in criminal charges against him. Does that mean that was 40 minutes ago? But that's he, why he, he rejected pleads, So he That's was why right. he pleads not guilty. Yeah. So he was right. Yeah. Shout out Brian Cates. So we, we heard all about this, this, this um, plea deal that we saw the left-wing media say, go out and come out on TV and say, this isn't a sweetheart deal. This isn't a sweetheart deal. I mean, we heard it literally on repeat a hundred times that this wasn't a sweetheart deal. Yet, Brian Cates tweets out, number three here in this tweet, not until they were in front of Judge Norika this morning did the nuts and bolts of the actual plea deal start to be exposed when the judge began questioning the parties about it. Joe, I yield the floor to you. This, this was totally shocking. This means that that you're right. Maybe we are finally legitimately winning one and and honestly we were talking about like 1776 is it 1776 yet well all it took was one victory by washington and then they, it was like they almost steamrolled they just couldn't stop losing or couldn't stop stop winning after doing nothing but losing for years and retreating all it took was just one bit and this this is a huge case this opens up the door for everything mark this hunter biden not only brings down his father's administration, he brings down Obama's administration and everyone that was involved. 
And then people like Mitt Romney and Nancy Pelosi who have kids doing the same exact thing in different countries. It, this is yeah. this is the beginning of the door being opened where we finally get to see inside. I mean, I just you, you can't let the pressure up because there's going to be so many distractions coming out in the next few weeks. This this, this news here with Hunter, I, I, you got to say that Biden's done, done. He can't recover from this politically, at least. I mean, may, maybe. Maybe, maybe criminally he, he skates. Let's be real. Probably. But politically, he's done. I mean, do you not agree? Uh, I, I agree to an extent. I agree to an extent because the media still refuses to talk about any of this stuff. You know, it, so. It's just getting started, though. This is, this is. Yeah, you could be right. I, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying I, I totally disagree, but I, I just, I agree to an extent. So, yes. It just, it all makes sense in my head. Yeah. So we, we can't run Obama. Joe Biden. We can't run Joe Biden because of Hunter. So we'll kill Obama's chef and we'll run Michelle. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> but uh, Mary Evan Norica, all right. Um, she is a United States district judge of the United States District Court for the District of Delaware. Born of all places, Joe, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello. And she is a part of the Democratic Party, according to her Wikipedia page. And she was appointed by President Trump. So, um, interesting here about Mary Ellen Norica. Uh, what else? Oh, speaking of Pittsburgh, we, I sent you something there. That the FBI office, field office here in Pittsburgh was doing a lot of the heavy lifting and doing a lot of the um, investigation around this whole Hunter Biden thing as well. Yeah. Is that what I, didn't I send you that? Was yes, that, you did. You, yeah. you did. And I forgot all about that because this thing has been going on for so long, for so, so long. People forget. I mean, this stuff goes all the way back to, is it 2008? I mean, the, the crimes go back probably who knows how long, but this investigation has been going on to 2018. Hell, the FBI had this dude's laptop in 2018, I think. Yeah. This is just, like one small piece of this what we're talking about this has this has really nothing to do with anything revol- involving Burisma and Ukraine and the shell companies and the money laundering and any of that and this has nothing to do with the artwork that was bought by somebody for apparently $850,000 I mean this has nothing to do with any of that breaking news Brace for impact. Breaking news. Go ahead. You grew up in the 90s. Sinead O'Connor, acclaimed Dublin singer, dead at age 56. I, I just, when I picture her, I remember her ripping up the Pope's picture. And I think like, wow, she was a terrible person for doing that. Now, now, hey, maybe we should, maybe we should rip up the current Pope, at least his picture. I don't we, think. We, like we, 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 we won't go there. No, we won't. But um, okay. So, do we have anything else for, uh, about this Hunter Biden thing before we move on? Uh, I mean, something else might pop up in the middle of the episodes. Who knows? All right. Let's uh, before we go into the rest of our uh, episode that we have for you guys. Uh, this UFO hearing this morning with these whistleblowers was. An absolute banger. 
Um, and they had these whistleblowers that testified. I can't believe we even had whistle UFO whistleblowers testifying. It's almost kind of hard to believe because we often associate these people. We just think they're going to like disappear one day or they'll, we just never will hear from them again because this stuff is so top secret that it is probably the most top secret stuff in our government, right? Where like politicians with top secret clearances can't even access this information. So um, let's go to Joe. First of all, what's your take on all this? The fact that it, I know, I know your, I know what your take is what you're going to say, but what's your take on this? I'm glad the UFO hearings are, are, are happening and we're hearing on it. I just, you know, I'm always suspect in that the timing is amazing. And I told you, the point I wanted to make was, and you called me, some people call me crazy, not necessarily you, that I said, they're going to they're gonna try to fake an alien invasion on us. They are going to try to fake an alien invasion. And people call me crazy. I said, well, you don't realize they faked a, a giant pandemic on you. And everyone ran with it. And a lot of people took an experimental vaccine. Experimental, never tried before mRNA shot because of that. I'm just saying I would have my head on a swivel. If the news starts reporting, little green men have landed and we should listen to them, or they want peace, or anything at all. I'm going to question. I'm sorry. That's just that's just how I am. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I and the UFO things like the it, it it's probably our technology that we have or we've had that that is decades ahead of what we're allowed to use as good paying well, citizens of the United States. Who knows? Well, the testimony this morning, Joe, um, actually contradicts that statement. Uh, in a large way. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read some of these tweets here from uh, Sager and Jetty. He's the co-host of uh, Breaking Points podcast that I listen to quite a bit. Uh, Sager leans a little bit conservative. His co-host Crystal Ball leans a little bit liberal. Um, so it's a nice balance there. And you kind of get a, uh, a little, you know, not a whole lot of slant. So Sager was in the uh, hearing this morning. And he was live tweeting uh, while the hearing was going on on Capitol Hill. And one of the whistleblowers was name was Dave Grush. Okay. And I'm going to read some of these tweets here from, these are some statements from the here that probably not going to get anywhere else. This is very detailed. So, uh, you know, just kind of hang in there while we go through all this. And then after form your own opinions, after you hear all this. So one of the whistleblowers, his name is Dave Grush. I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. So, Joe, that corroborates what we know from um, Bob Lazar that was on that Netflix uh, show. I forget the name of it. Uh, that came out a couple years ago, but literally corroborates the same things that Bob Lazar said in, in this show. So if you can recall back to, I think it was 2004, uh, this footage came out, though, re more recently where it was a tic-tac-looking uh, uh, object, UFO object. Well, this, I think he was a commander from the Navy, David Fravor. Tic-tac object had just traveled 60 miles in a very short period of time. It was far superior in performance to my brand-new F-A-18F and did not operate with any of the known aerodynamic principles that we expect for objects to fly in our atmosphere. Okay, so that's from, a, that's from I think, an, Air, an Air Force pilot. Okay, um, Commander David Fraber also goes on to say, I'd like to say that the tic-tac object that we engaged in November of 2004 was far superior to anything that we had at the time, have today, 
who are looking to develop in the next 10 plus years. Um, so these are just some of the things that were coming out of this hearing today. Um, this guy described it as something that could go to space, drop down to space, do whatever it wants, and there's nothing we could do about it. He also went on to say that no human being, no human being could withstand the G-forces that, in, that are involved in these UAPs, right? Um, uh, Dave Grush, type of UFO, hidden in, in, UFO info hidden. He says material acquisition and exploitation activities. Okay. Um, he was asked if the U.S. government has ever recovered a UFO. He said, absolutely. And this guy said he knows the exact locations based on 40 interviews within the U.S. intelligence community, which have been provided in a classified setting to the inspector general. Um, some of these objects, they said they're capable of, of staying static in the face of hurricane winds and then accelerating the sudden speeds incapable within the realm of known technology. I mean, Joe, this stuff's crazy if you think about it. Uh, if this is our technology, I'd be shocked, to be honest with you, after hearing a lot of this. What say you? Okay, so that would be a giant boost in what we have now, right? It would be, it would be like taking a, a leap forward, what would you say, 30, 40 years, real quick? Mm-hmm. It's, it's no different than what happened in the 40s i mean we literally went from sailing around in ships and flying like regular propelled like planes and all of a sudden from like the late 40s into the 60s you have nuclear power you have jets you have all these innovations the internet comes a few years later computers and we advanced like a couple hundred years real quick i don't know man it's it's all i'm saying it happens right after i, I don't know i, I yeah. This is something we have to dedicate an entire episode to because I, I have I have a firm set of beliefs how I think things could be or are and versus how everyone else thinks things are. So Yeah. Um, they asked uh, U.S. Navy pilot Ryan Graves about common UFO characteristics, and he replied they are a black, usually a black square or a black cube. Um, Did they the mention guy... about water? Why, why, like in some of the no. Navy videos, they go sh- crashing right down into the water? No, no, nothing would like that was reported by Sager on, on his feed here. Um, it's a good question. UFO whistleblower Dave Grush says he faced a brutal retaliation for coming forward both on a personal and professional level. Uh, the other guy, Dave Fravor, says the Tic Tac UFO and others are far beyond any material science capabilities to known, known to humanity. That's scary. Um, it- Now, no, I was, was going to keep going, but go ahead. Well, what you, I can't remember. You sent this to me. It was interesting because they, they basically said this, this is how, this is how it, uh, they say people in Congress should know about this and they don't. It's because that people are lifelong, um, have Correct. lifelong yeah. jobs in three letter agencies. Their career is just people. And it, it's probably very compartmentalized. What's the word? Compartmentalized. I think it is. Um, where one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing, and vice versa. I mean, yeah. this is a good. This is a good. Know, uh, it, right this here. is this is something I'm going to watch. Yeah, uh, Dave Grush says he has personally interviewed no, individuals who have direct knowledge of UFO crafts, but also of unsanctioned secret technological programs within the United States government. 
not shocked at all with that. Well, where would you have all these crazy advanced technologies and stuff? Where would you hide them? I mean, in the middle of a desert? I mean, yeah, that's, that's actually, pretty big. That's actually not a bad idea. Uh, the Grand Canyon could be one. You know how to go there. Um, why is Antarctica like the only continent where like everyone gets along? They all sign a treaty. Even whenever there's there's wars going on, no one ever thinks to, to do anything with Antarctica. It's amazing. Yeah. You see that thing from, I can't remember what it was. There was a pyramid looking thing found. I, I told you that's how it's going to happen. They're, they're going to find a pyramid in Antarctica and they're going to lie about it in some way. Yeah. You have to justify the aliens. And we, we need an Antarctica episode, but yeah, you sent me that. That was definitely not um, natural. Let's put it that way. No. Um, but what I, what I sent you earlier was that um, Congressman Tim Burchett and Matt Gates made clear that, that despite their top secret clearance, they have been denied access repeatedly to knowledge of UFO programs. And um, they say the people who control access to UFO knowledge are career officials, both in and out of government. And Sagar goes on to tweet, people ask all the time how elected officials can't know about UFOs. This right here is why. Does I wonder it, if it goes all the way up to the about, president. Does it mention anything about interdimensional? Them being like, not like physical, but like something else. Does it mention anything like that? Uh, no. <clears throat> but... They asked him, they, uh, apparently Dave Grush went on to say that he's seen video of a UFO shootdown that he says sees no reason why it cannot be released publicly. Look, if, if we can shoot him down, what's that say about us? I mean, you, you, would, you would think that like, we wouldn't have any technology to be able to shoot him down. Yeah. Is, uh, there, is there a silent war going on all around us that we have no idea for, <laughs> for like years or decades? wouldn't rule it out i mean the, these are the questions that need asked yeah. i mean i, I got to watch this hearing actually I, I am kind of interested it's just you know how i am with the whole alien thing it's just i i feel like it's just being set up just like how COVID is and whatever the truth is we're not going to get the truth we're going to have to still it's possible it's it. possible um i just want to just wrap this up here with with some of these statements from this hearing if you can recall back to a couple months ago we talked about this new documentary out regarding a UFO um, crash, I believe in Brazil. And they retrieved the crash and apparently um, somebody from, in, from the Brazilian, uh, there was a local fire department or police force or whoever, the military, touched one of the aliens and then died within like a day, right? They got sick and died. Uh, well, he... Dave Grush goes on to say that he knows multiple people who were injured by non-human technology and that many recoveries of UFOs predate advanced technology developed by mankind. So he also said, goes on to say that he doesn't, he has not witnessed personally any alien bodies in possession of the U S government. So I don't know, man, this is crazy. This is really, really crazy. If they were <laughs> fake an alien invasion, that would be, like I told you earlier, next level. I don't know how they would do that, but they probably fake the moon landing. I mean, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that hard to fake an alien invasion. I mean, you wouldn't do it on a giant scale, I'm assuming. Like you wouldn't have like I don't know, thousands of aliens. You would do it on maybe like a limited scale, like where we would win, maybe even. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Maybe we capture some aliens. Yeah. Maybe we, I don't know. Maybe there's a, maybe they take over a small city or something. I don't know. It'd be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, my prediction for this is so what's the, what's next, right? What's next with this whole with this whole thing? My prediction is that some of, some of this footage gets leaked out. All right, that's probably the logical next step to this mm-hmm. is that somehow, some way, it gets leaked out to the public. And then the public are actually able to see a lot of these things that have been classified. But we shall see. I could be totally wrong. But that's all I got on UFOs. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of, well, I don't even know what we're speaking of here. I, I, I guess this is human on human here. Uh, Joe Biden talking about the war in Ukraine. And I don't know why nothing's loading for me. What the hell? I don't know if it's is it X or is it my laptop? It's your laptop because I'm I'm flying on X right now. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, you said to keep the war going or discourage him from from. Um, and do you see any path toward the war ending with Putin still in power? First of all. Um... No one can join NATO while a war, a war is going on, where a NATO nation is being that guarantees that we're in a war, where we're in a third world war. So that it's not about whether or not they should or shouldn't join. It's about when they can join, and they will join NATO. The uh, issue of whether or not uh, um, this is going to keep Putin from continuing to fight, the answer is Putin's already lost the war. Putin has a real problem. How does he move from here? What does he do? And so the idea that there's going to be what vehicle is used. Okay, this is the same dummy that thought Russia was attacking Iraq a few weeks ago. But what did Biden do immediately after? Because that that was from like 10 days ago. Um, What did he do immediately after the speech when he gets home? He ordered 3,000 reservists to be ready for Europe deployments. Uh, I think... The reason the reservists are not active member or whatever is because it's cheaper from what I understand. I don't know if what the reason, but that's escalation right there, Mark. That is escalation. Do you want to go in, speaking of Russia and Ukraine, to the clandestine post? Would you like to read that? Uh, yeah. Have Wait, you seen that, uh, that, did I send this one to you or no? Maybe I didn't send this to you. But it's uh, on the- I'm not ringing a bell. But it's everything we've been saying about this this whole war. I mean, it's Biden and the administration backed themselves into a corner. And what's with the bioweapons? What's with them biolabs? What's going on over there in Ukraine? And now we're sending cluster munitions. Uh, I don't know why I can't pull it up. Uh, so what what is the uh, what's the date that this tweet happened? Um, that he was this was X July 13th. This is from July 13th, actually. Wow, this is like what almost two weeks ago. Here, I have it. Okay, I have it right here. So, for those wondering why peace talks haven't happened and why the Biden regime are sending more U.S. troops to Russia, allow me to enlighten you. Russian military accused Biden himself of orchestrating bioweapons production via his biolab company operating in Ukraine, Metobiota. Mark, does that ring a bell with Hunter Biden? 
Sounds like some company he might be involved with. Yes, he is. Biden cannot allow Ukraine to surrender, and he cannot have peace talks with Putin because Russia, the because Russia have presented evidence at the UN over the past eighteen months of biological weapon production by U.S. funded labs in Ukraine, and Russia have demanded that a stipulation for peace would be a UN Security Council investigation of the U.S. biological network in Ukraine. Biden cannot have this because he is directly involved. I believe we covered this on the podcast a few months ago about this UN stuff. Okay, this is uh, also uh, from clandestine here. Keep in mind that these, things, these are the same biolabs that the mainstream media initially said didn't exist, only to then later admit that they did exist, but claim they are totally not nefarious in any way. Remember, they were def- remember Mark, they were defensive biolabs. Yes. Hunter Biden just had ownership of a biolab company operating in Ukraine studying bat viruses before the pandemic. Nothing to see here. This is why hundreds of billions of your dollars are in Ukraine and why Biden is willingly willing to sacrifice the Ukrainian people down to the last man. Russia just wants justice for crimes against humanity via violations of the Biological Weapons Treaty, for which the punishment is death. I've been telling the world since the jump, and, and he has since 20, early 2022, Russia's escalation in Ukraine is backlash for the U.S. creating COVID-19. Ukraine and COVID are connected. Here is Russian General Igor Krylovov last summer briefing the public on the U.S. biological network and Hunter Biden's meadow biota. And I don't speak Russian, and I'm not going to translate it for you guys. Can you imagine if this is all true? It probably is. I, I mean, I went all in on this stuff. and This is why we kind of started the podcast, because I just got sick of the lies from the mainstream media. It was just, it was so obvious to someone just sitting at their house, just watching this unfold on Twitter and television that they are, I mean, they've been lying for a long time, but it's getting painfully obvious now. I mean, remember the, the, the ghost of Kiev and the snake Island and all, it, it was just too many times and I got sick of it. And that's why yeah. we're here. And that's why we're here. I, I'm not, we, we aren't Russian simps by any means. I mean, we're not, we really don't defend Russia and <clears throat> what they're doing, but what if they're right in this whole thing? What if they aren't the evil nation state, you know, that the Western media makes them out to be? I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm just saying, what if? You know, I mean, about these bio lab things, that's not Russia. That could be the United States of America, folks. And, and I got to remind our audience, RFK, I told you, was censored because of claims he supposedly made that, that, Certain viruses are made to target certain populations, like white and white people and black people, and not yes. target and not target certain populations like Asian Ashkenazi people. Jews. And he was labeled a anti-Semite for that. Yeah, like uh, like you're saying, hey, be careful. There might be a virus out there, especially made for you, that's going to kill you. No, cancel him. He's being racist. I forgot. Uh, RFK reminds me of the Democrats I used to support in my Democratic days. He was the type of Democrat that I would, that I was, you know, all in on. Look, they went extinct like the dodo in the early 2000s. Yep. Yep, you were correct. And I kept hanging on thinking it was going to come back and it never did. And I said, enough with this. Um, you know, and speaking of the left, you're looking at clandestine. I feel a lack of human connection with the left. They are not able to have an honest conversation about anything, all caps, 
And it's disheartening. This country has so many highly nuanced problems and they can't even define what a woman is. It's truly how sad, how, it's truly sad how brainwashed they are. That's the truth. But uh, we're seeing this RFK, speaking of RFK, I know this is a little bit off topic. We're seeing this RFK thing pick up steam. Um, he's really going the grassroots route. You know, he's getting out there and, and getting on the ground and uh, putting videos out and uh, lots of stuff on social media and getting into different communities across America. So we're, we're going to see where this goes. It's going to be crazy. if They're going to have debates. Listen, the president's son, Hunter Biden, pled not guilty. That means he's still <laughs> facing criminal trials in, in the, the, the elections coming up. You're going to have to have a debate. You can't get away with it. Right, right? He's done. Biden's done politically for sure. I mean, what if we come time for the primaries next year? And, you know, what's is is South Carolina still going first or is it New Hampshire going to go? No, it's they, South Carolina. It's not going to matter, though. What if, though? Well, yeah, it didn't matter in 2020, you know, or yeah, it didn't matter in 2020. But what if Kennedy starts knocking off all these states and winning? I wonder. I wonder how much money it costs. To, let's be real. If they do cheat in the elections like they do, it probably costs a lot of money. It's not free. That's, that's not my. I wonder how much money they're going to have to burn through and waste to fix their own primary. Yeah. And they did it in 2020. They did. Don't say they didn't because Joe Biden literally came in fifth or something or fourth in Iowa and seventh in New Hampshire before he ran the table somehow. And then I ran the table on Super Tuesday. And then he went went down to his basement one time and just could not come back upstairs for months. Only to smell small little children here and there. James the Clyburn said, we got you. We got you, Joe. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Um, speaking of Robert Kennedy, he's actually speaking right now. He's live in spaces on X. Bitcoin and Freedom with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It is going to be very hard for me to say X from now on. Yeah. I don't like that. I got to focus on that. Focus on yeah. that. Um, all right. What else we, we uh, you want to get into? Um, I, I'm 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 kind of watching this 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 press briefing. Hold on. Let me for our for our local listeners. I have a clip for you guys because it involves East Palestine. Uh, it was finally brought up the press briefing, which is happening live right now. Let me just play it for you. Okay, so he has to be killed before he makes the scheduled thing to East Palestine because he, he cannot – if he goes to East Palestine, his his campaign's over. You know that, right? Like, uh, we, tell us he, why. He's going to – in the words of Vince Montini, he's going to get booed off the stadium. <laughs> that's a good point. And that's I never not thought about quote. that. That is the actual quote. Yeah, I never thought about that. He can't go there. He couldn't go there before. He's going to go there now when all the cameras are watching during the during during the primary season. You can't do that now because what happens is RFK goes there next and says, "Hey, 
you know, I'm a lawyer. I do environmental stuff along with, you know, the vaccines. And this is terrible, guys. You can't take, you can't drink this water and bathe in this water. And he looks like it's a checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. No matter where Biden moves, checkmate. It's over. Didn't I just see something about there was a payment given to one of the towns in Pennsylvania here? Was it Darlington? Six hundred and some thousand dollars from Norfolk Southern? Something like that. What's that? Two hundred bucks? Yeah. That's that's literally, I, I was just in Darlington last week. Yeah. I mean, it's not that far from we where get, we are. Everyone forgets about we, East Palestine. We even forget about East Palestine. And we're, we're, we're we getting here. some fish out there at uh, Harry's? Yeah. What was I, what was I in Darlington for? Uh, no, I had to pick up a high chair for the, for the birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says Norfolk Southern pays $1 million to Pennsylvania communities after train derailment. So let's look and, here. And, and what's worse is for our audience, it's, you know, because people around here probably still care. We don't know who did the control burn yet. Was it Josh Shapiro? Was it Governor DeWine? Was it the EPA? We got to hold our own government accountable for this, not just Norfolk Southern. Yeah. That's Darlington Townships. Darlington Township will receive $660,000. In Lawrence County, I guess, in general, will receive $340,000. I can hear the fire building. trucks blocking the road for my house, and we yeah. didn't get shipped. Uh, back to clandestine. The stars are aligning. Independent journalism is dominating the mainstream media. RFK Jr. is red-pilling the center-left. Ukraine is collapsing. Deep state corruption is on display. Hollywood is failing. Conservatives are winning the culture war. Our position and optics are perfect. This is what I was saying earlier when I said, are we like, winning? Are we winning this? No. We are. Anyways, did you guys see Barbie over the weekend, Joe? No, I can't. That, that'll be one movie that I promise you I will never see. Thank God my wife is like no interest in any of that stuff. Thank God. Yeah. I want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Three hours. I mean, I'll wait. To, that, that's one I'll wait. I'm actually even watched by myself in my basement. Yeah. But I'm I want gonna... to see Sound of Freedom. It's up to $120 million in the box office. Uh, if it's out for a few more weeks, if, if it's still out in the end of August when I we have more free time, I'll go. But I, I have no problem. Like, I don't, I don't need to see it. I, I get it. Believe me, I, I I know what it's about. I'm familiar. People need to see it. That are the people that just have their head in the sand and like don't think this kind of stuff exists. I, I yeah. want to see it. Believe me, I'm not gonna. You know, I just don't have time right now. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go to a movie when you have a kid under one. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, Joe Brawny James. Um, before, wait, before we do, I have a headline that pops up here. Please, X, please show up, make it show up. This is a headline from Eric Spracklin on, on X. Pfizer knew many vaccine recipients would likely suffer from myocarditis. In their own words, not mine, and it's four pages of papers with something highlighted let me see here um reported cases have occurred predominantly in male adolescents and young adults over 16 years of age onsets was typically within several days after mrna covid19 vaccination from pfizer or moderna in cases have occurred more often after the second dose than the first the observed risk is higher among males under 40 years of age than females in older males it's the highest in males aged 12 through 17 years of age yep what would you like to say mark what are we talking about what are you going to talk about? Uh, 
Wait, we have breaking news. Breaking news. We'll come back to this in just one second. Breaking news. Uh, the Fed has just hiked interest rates to 5.5%. The highest uh, rates have been in the dot-com bubble. So what, the late 90s, early 2000s? Uh, anti-inflation a, campaign winds down. How many basis points? Is it 0. 0.25, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75? What do they raise it? I, um, I think 0. 0.25. Okay. Um, when they pause for good, that's when you could probably expect the economy to crumble, just like in 2000, was it seven or eight? They hiked, they hiked, they hiked, they paused. Everything was green and rosy for like a couple months. And then the economy just tumbled. So yeah. oh, that makes me nervous. It's going to happen uh, within the next 18 months. You're going to have an economic, financial, whatever collapse, stock market collapse, maybe all of them. Bidenomics, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to uh, the headline you just read uh, regarding uh, Pfizer knew many vaccine recipients would likely suffer from myocarditis. And you said, I think the number you said was those under 40. Yeah, and the, the the biggest range where it was the worst or whatever, I'm sorry, it was like 12 yeah. to 17, and I, I don't yeah. know, something about age 29, mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So Monday um, at uh, in Southern California, outside of Los Angeles, uh, Bronny James, LeBron James' son, who is 19, was this at USC, I think, where he's going to school? Yes, yes. Um, collapsed from cardiac arrest. So he didn't have a heart attack, but his heart literally stopped beating. Okay. So you want to say died, but his heart stopped beating. Uh, we saw another athlete whose heart stopped beating as well, Joe, uh, in the fall. Did we not? Yes. Somebody from Western Pennsylvania, a guy by the name of Damar Hamlin. Correct. He got hit by a helmet at the perfect location during a tackle, and it caused him yep. to get what, what it's, now, it's called Corpus Christi. Yeah, <laughs> Komodo, Dragon, something like that. Yeah. Uh, now, Joe, when we were growing up, right, um, all the way to the late 90s, early 2000s, even into the 2010s, how many times did we see athletes, young athletes, just collapse, just heart stop like this? Rarely ever, right? Rarely I, I, ever. I can't think of it. I can't think of it happening once from a heart issue. Yeah. I remember um, I was, I was, like the Boston Celtics growing up, and they had a, a player by the name of Reggie, Reggie Lewis, I think. He was one of their best players. He was like the tail end of the bird era. And then after, he, I think he died of a heart attack or um, like myocarditis, something like that, back in like the early 90s, mid-90s, something okay, like, okay. somewhere around there. Let's not forget, though, about steroids and stuff because steroids were causing a lot of heart issues. A lot of yeah. them – a lot of the issues with sports are going to be from yes. ephedra and steroids. If you go back and you look, remember Corey Stringer that, that literally, yes, I think he had a heart attack or did he just overheat so much? I, I, I don't know, yeah. but it was from using stuff like that, but go on. I'm sorry. To mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're at the point now where this is happening too often. Damar Hamlin, now Bronny James. If you can recall back to the world cup, was that two years ago? No, that was a Euro tournament, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, where Christian Eriksen from Denmark literally collapsed on the field, like basically died for a few moments on the field. Um, okay. You, it, we're at the point now where you have to start questioning, was this from the vaccine? 
you almost have to say, oh, this was from the vaccine and then prove me it wasn't. I mean, that's kind of like where we're at at this point, right? And we'll go back to clandestine on Twitter here. Get his take. I've been observing the comments on various platforms, essentially manually scraping as AI would, trying to judge public perception. There are two main things that I'm gathering. And he writes in all caps, far more people feel emboldened to be more vocal about the safety or lack thereof of the mRNA COVID shots, especially from the younger demographics that have been generally pro-vaccine or afraid to speak out and ostracize themselves. Conversely, the pro-vaccine are becoming increasingly hostile towards those who point out or question the mRNA shots. Those who got the shots are feeling fear and anxiety about the uncertainty of their short and long-term health and are lashing out at the skeptics as a result. The American public are advancing through the various stages of grief. Some are obviously farther along than others, but there appears to be a general progression and acceleration towards mass realization. Simply put, the people are waking up. Joe, it's all yours. I got to agree that people are waking up, but man, is, is you, you, you still cannot say this. If you're on television or if you're in the, it's, it's still, do you remember when Damar Hanlon had that heart? No one knew what happened, but the next day, the media all ran with that commotio, commotio, cordis, whatever the heck it is. They all ran with that. And that was the talking point. And they all agreed it was that. And you couldn't even mention the vaccine. Well, well, I'm not saying it's the vaccine, but how do you know it's not the vaccine? Did like yeah. every athlete or a lot of people in the world all of a sudden start doing something different? Uh, 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 I, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's weird to me. Uh, do you remember? I think. All that? I'm saying is this: this stuff never happened before, before COVID. Do you remember you like, young athletes collapsing at the peak of their physical condition? And if if there was, you knew right away what it was. It was the ephedra. It was the steroids that caused these people to die in their 40s instead. You know. Yeah. Or do you remember even a bunch of young kids started dying in 2019? Oh, it's vaping. We covered this on this episode. No, it was definitely the vaping. They, yeah. they, right away, they had an answer. There's no answer for this. It's the strangest yeah. thing in the world. It is strange. Every single expert on television told you it's safe and effective. They all agreed. Even when DeMar Hamlin died, like, like I said, they, they all said, hey, it, he just got hit in the perfect spot on the tackle. Well, did LeBron James get hit in the perfect spot with a basketball? Did Bronny James get hit in the perfect spot there with the basketball, a bad pass? Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of DeMar Hamlin, boy, they silenced him real quick, didn't they? He wasn't able to say anything. I told you, about, Steve, about he, he probably signed an NDA, and wouldn't you? I mean, you'll be out of the league. Yeah. The, the NFL is a union, and they will throw you out. The owners will throw you out, and no one will employ you, just like the running backs. You will get no money and be happy. Thank God LeBron James Jr. is okay. I mean, thank God they were able to get to him quickly. Same with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I got a headline from Deadline. Headline from Deadline. I like that. That's a nice one. September 28th, 2021. This is from this headline. LeBron James reveals he and his family are vaccinated against COVID. Calls it a personal decision. It is, you know, but hey. This, uh, this is dead. funny, sorry, only because I, do you ever notice LeBron James never gets past like the first or second page of a book? No. 
there's all these pictures. There's all these like evidence of like he's always whenever he's like reading a book, it's always the first or second page. He said, quote, I was skeptical at first, said James, but I did my research. And I just keep on thinking of like all like the times where he's reading a book or like reading something. It's always the first page. So I highly doubt he did his research, but I'm glad that Bronny's OK. I mean, I, I just I hope they find out what, what, what the cause of this was. Right. Like, aren't, isn't that what we're yeah. supposed to be doing? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 sad, you know, that this keeps happening to these young athletes. It's a lot of things. Sad it is, but it's a lot of other things too. It's strange, and it's scary. It is scary. It is scary. Uh, all right, you want to move on to your poll that you have uh, that you wanted to talk about? You. You're the poll guy, but I found this one. I, I, I love polling. I had to put I had to put this on here. So this is from Canakilla the Great. You know, we love that account on X Twitter, mm-hmm. X, X Twitter. In my weekend poll, with over 100,000 votes, Trump won with 78% of the vote. Vivek Raswamy, the Swami, as I like to call him, secured the second position, while Ron DeSantis came in third. In a separate poll for the second spot, which also received over 100,000 votes, Vivek obtained 57% of the vote, surpassing DeSantis, who only received 38. Trump is the clear leader. But what is Vivek doing right, and what is Ron DeSantis doing wrong? Mark, before I give it to you, I should also note that Ron DeSantis either laid off or got rid of a third of his staffers in the last 24 hours. So, hmm. Oh, man. I don't really have an answer to this because this is hard for me to – to pinpoint. And I say that only because Ron DeSantis is the nation's best governor and he's so popular in Florida. So what is going on with his campaign on a national level where he's struggling to gain any momentum, pick up any kind of steam, gain ground in some of these polls, it's actually losing ground. You know, if you think about it to guys like Vivek and, uh, and some of these other guys. So, so what's what's the difference? I, honestly, I don't know. Um, apparently, he's not rebooting his campaign for like a second or a third time. I, does he just not have the charisma to appeal to voters? I mean, I know he didn't show up to the Turning Point Action uh, Conference two weeks ago in West Palm Beach, which was a major miscalculation. Um, he said was apparently was with large donors somewhere um, in another part of the country. I don't know. This is I'm having a hard time with this one. I like DeSantis. I, I really like I really like Ron, as some of you may know. He's actually a cousin of of my first cousin. So, and he has some ties here to Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I, this is just hard for me to to figure out. I don't want to rule him out just yet. Um, you know, politics in, are, is a is a very strange game, and anything can happen between now and um, next year. That's a that's a literally like a lifetime away in, in the world of politics. So I'm not going to rule him out just yet, um, because I still think the forces that be that are extremely evil, who will go at all costs to prevent Donald Trump from running again, won't stop until that happens. But um, right now, it looks like the primaries wrapped up, and Trump uh, is probably going to run away with this thing at this point. But again, who knows? Joe, what's your take? My take is that the best thing Ron DeSantis can do is to very soon in the near future call a press conference, throw all of his support behind Donald Trump and start being like how Vivek has been. 
a vocal support of Donald Trump. Start. It's just that's your only chance. And then maybe you could be attorney general. Maybe you could be something high up in, in the cabinet administration. And then maybe you could be president in 2028. I don't see any other route for Ron now. I, 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 I like him too. Don't get me wrong. I, it's just, where's he been? He's been harder to find than Carmen San Diego since he's announced. He, he shows up at all like, okay, I won't say he shows up at all the wrong places, but he doesn't show up in any of the right places. Am I wrong in saying that? If he showed up at the right places, he would have been at the Turning Point Action exactly. uh, Conference at West Palm Beach where all the other big names were. And, but he wasn't. In, in this poll, more people actually, 20,000 more people voted in the one with just Ron and Vivek. And Vivek ran away with it. I, I don't know what that says because it's only, it's not a good portion. It, it, who knows? Maybe maybe they're they're a little bit closer than 50, 56, 38. Maybe they're closer to 40, 40. I, I don't know. Yeah. But if if you're seeing this and you're in the Ron Santos campaign, hit the panic button immediately. Press it. Start start hitting it. You got to do something. You got to change something up somehow. And you yeah. can't really go. It's too late now to go like how the Vec is and, and praise Trump because that he's in a box, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad. I would not want to be in Ron DeSantis' shoes right now. He, he, he's Put just it. having a hard time getting any momentum whatsoever. I, I think, I think the, the, the main issue is everyone was expecting to be him to be just as or more charismatic as Trump. Yeah. And, and he's really, he's really not. Can he be with practice? Maybe he was really good when it came to, to COVID and the Disney stuff at the end there in 2021 and 2022. But he's fizzled out. Can we say that he's fizzled out? Everyone says that he's just has nothing really going for him. You know, when he's when he's with these big crowds, he doesn't seem like a real people person. You know, all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, I'm not going to rule him out. Um, I don't know how he would do if he was a nominee for president on the Republican ticket. Um, you know, I think we mentioned this last episode. Would the Trump base get behind? Would the MAGA crowd vote for Ron DeSantis? Um, that's a question we can't answer right now. But um, speaking of 2024, I did want to mention this. I keep hearing his name thrown around. This person, who I'm about to name, could be a true wild card in this election, and he could help Donald Trump, whoever the Republican nominee is for president, in ways that we can't even imagine that man is Cornell West, right? Um, Joe, what do you know about Cornell West? Uh, not, not a lot. I don't think I was the biggest fan, but is he from Texas? He is from uh, close, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, gradu- uh, graduated from Harvard in uh, master's and PhD from Princeton. He's a member of the Green Party. Can you imagine if he was on the ballot in 2024? Um, actually, I take that back. He is running for president. What will the DNC have to pay him to get, up, to get out of the race? Because um, you know, Joe, this man is going to pull Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes away from Biden. I, I will say this. I know who, now, now that I see now that I see him, I, I know exactly who he is. He's been on MSNBC. 
I, I don't necessarily agree with anything the guy says, but I would vote for him before I voted for Joe Biden again. You're right. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I think he's been on Bill Maher um, quite yeah. a bit, if I'm not mistaken. He has been. Yes. Um, was was Jill, what was her name? Jill Stein, was she on the ballot in 2016? Yeah. Um, and remember they did the recount? She was the one that paid for the recount because it wasn't Hillary or the DNC. I believe she paid for the first recount or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, she was. She was on the Green Party ticket. Gary Johnson was also on the ticket uh, on on the on the um, uh, he also was a part of the Libertarian Party ticket. Yes. Yeah, so Just for those who remember, in 2016, Gary Johnson was polling pretty well, and then didn't know what Aleppo was. I believe it's a city and it was under attack. At I'll time. never forget that. And and he dropped to zero within days. Compare yeah. that. What compare that with Joe about? Biden, who doesn't know that Russia is facing off in a war in Ukraine and keeps on saying Iraq over and over again. Or doesn't know that we still have cancer because he say, claimed he eradicated cancer. Or that, uh, you know, just, let's not forget that he actually had cancer and then he was out in the sun, yeah. hot all over the sun, sunbathing for hours naked. <laughs> yeah. True. I can't remember um, that last episode or not, but I've got to hammer that yeah. point. But my point here is uh, Cornell West could be a major, major player in this election in 2024 and could peel a lot of those votes away. From Biden to Cornell West, or Biden's not the nominee, whoever the nominee may be, and let you know Trump or whoever slide right in again. If I'm Trump, I'll say this today. Oh, let's see, I'm just knock my ear, earbud out. If I'm Trump, if I'm if I'm the Trump campaign, Joe, where are you spending the most time? What three states are you going to campaign in the most? If you are the Trump campaign. Okay, I'm I'm a little bit biased when I say the first one. Obviously, Pennsylvania. Love Pennsylvania. That. Absolutely. Love to have him here, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't think you're going to, need to touch any of the the swing states aside from Michigan and Wisconsin. I think you go just and write them three right there. I, 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 Arizona. I mean, you're going to have to. You could have Carly Lake be your delegate down. Carrie Lake be your delegate down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to stop it. But those are the three he should probably focus on. And granted, I am biased. Ohio. Ohio is not a swing state anymore. Not in presidential elections. No, Ohio is solid red. I was, I was going to say the same three. Um, my, my three were Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's where I would be literally spending the majority of my time. I don't want to say you don't have to campaign in any other states, I mean, make an appearance here and there. But really, those three states are going to determine the presidency next year. My, my two other runner-ups would be Georgia and Arizona. I'll, blow your, be, I'll blow your mind right now. So. Eliminate. Let's say, let's say he just goes, there's tons of camera footage on him going to Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And every time he goes there, there's giant crowds, and you know he's taking them states. And then all of a sudden they do it again at 4 a.m., he loses those three states. What yeah. do you, what, what you think is going to happen? It's going to be impossible. They're going to try, but it's going to be near impossible for them to cheat if anyone cares, if anyone actually gives a damn. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's why I'm t- they're they're gonna have to cancel this election. They're gonna have to do it. You you, you say crazy. They've been telegraphing that there's gonna be a giant EMP power outage, something war, aliens. Uh, it's getting interesting, man. You it's said this before, and I'm I always say there's no way they're gonna cancel an election like this. But I don't, again, 
I'm not going to roll it out. So. I'll put it at 10% right now. And that's, that's freaking high for anyone that does statistics for a living. 10%. Yeah. Oh, man, you got to see this footage here from Benny Johnson just put on Instagram from eight minutes ago. Mitch McConnell freezes up at a press conference. Reason unknown. What do you mean? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, turned into a stone statue. He's not moving. He's not, his mouth isn't opening. Is he okay? Yeah, they're going over to him to see if he's okay right now. Wait a minute. This is happening right now? Yeah. Well, let me see if I can find it. Oh, Our listeners are probably like this. By the time this out, by the time this comes out, Mitch McConnell will be cold and dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's go to Benny Johnson. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He looks like a turtle still. Yeah. What an odd thing. This is the strangest thing. I've ever seen. I was gonna say my life, but it's it's just this week. It's just the strangest <laughs> thing I've seen this week. Just this week. Hold on a minute, because I was just about. Oh, I have like chills. Did he have a stroke? I think he had I a stroke. I, I think he did. That's a not, stroke. That's what a stroke looks like. Like an ISA and ischemic. What's the ones that are like not as bad? They're like mini strokes. Yeah, that's what that's what he just had. He just had a mini stroke. Oh my goodness! Anyway. I have, uh, I have some of the, uh, some of the points from the Hunter Biden hearing. The two sides repeatedly disagreed on what this is from Alex Thompson on Twitter. The two sides repeatedly disagreed on what they agreed to. At one point, Biden attorney Chris Clark snapped at U.S. Attorney David Weiss that this wasn't the deal, and they might as well just rip it up. Hold on. <laughs> what? The first recess was prompted when Hunter testified that he believed the guilty plea agreement on tax misdemeanors was connected to the diversionary agreement on the separate gun felony, which the U.S. attorney said was incorrect. When the judge grew, gave the two sides, wait, when the judge gave the two sides time, tensions flared as the Biden lawyer, Biden lawyer Chris Clark, snapped at U.S. attorney David Weiss that this wasn't the deal and they might as well just rip it up. Noticing the reporter's were listening nearby. Both lawyers relocated to the other side of the room out of earshot. After, after both sides huddled, Hunter Biden reversed his previous testimony and said he did not think the misdemeanor guilty plea was dependent on the other agreement. Oh my <laughs> goodness. House of cards, Joe. Is it crumbling? This is this is bad. This is yeah. so, this is so bad. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about today, Joe? Yeah. I, think that's I, it. I, think I, I don't even know if we have time, though. It's been an hour and a half here. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to go over Tucker going rhino hunting, but I, and all the, all the people that we can eliminate from the, you don't need, that, that shouldn't get your vote, like Tim Scott, believe it or not. I told you, you have to tell your dad that one. Tim Scott, yeah. just, just just like we thought, another, another establishment puppet that talks a good game. Tucker exposed all these people. Um, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Hutchinson. He needed some crutchins, son. 
As soon as we get done, I'm going to watch Tucker's episode with uh, Ice, uh, not Ice, the, um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. Yes. So. Um, all right, that's that's about it. We, we, hour and a half. Let's let's give our listeners a chance to just recuperate. We'll probably, yeah. unless something big happens, I don't think we'll be back until next week, but maybe we'll be here Friday. I, I don't know. Yeah, Let's we can come back Friday. Um, follow us on TikTok. Oh, my daughter's, uh, she doesn't want us in. Uh, she, she must like this episode. Follow us on TikTok. Joe, you are officially blowing up occasionally on TikTok. Uh, you have one, one video with like 90,000 views. So uh, follow us on TikTok. What is it, Joe? Thinking Logically Podcast underscore? Uh, at Thinking Logically underscore. Yeah. And then at Thinking Logically underscore. Okay. So follow yeah. us on TikTok. Uh, you can catch all of, uh, all of Joe's famous and infamous memes on there. Uh, some, some do really well. Others, we don't know why they don't do as well. Something about algorithms. I'm really mad but, about the Taliban. I'm really, I am so mad about the, the Taliban one getting community notes violated or whatever. I, I couldn't post it. The The Taliban dancing to the song Rubber Band Man by T.I. Yeah. The best one I ever made. And I just, I can't get it on any social media platform. Twitter I can, but not on TikTok. Yeah, that's my favorite. So, all right, guys. Uh, we appreciate all of you for listening. Uh, check back with us uh, probably either later on in the week. Maybe, no, it's, it's actually today's Wednesday, so it's later on in the week, like a few days from now. Uh, early next week, we'll be back uh, in your podcast, uh, wherever you download your podcast from. Have a great rest of your week. Dog days of summer are here, Joe. Anything else? Enjoy these next few weeks because uh, Congress goes on an August recess. There's going to be no one in Washington, D.C. until after Labor Day. And then once they come back, it's going to get interesting because it's officially election season starting off with the primary. And then within four five, six months, you'll be voting on the Democrat Republican side for who you want for president. So buckle up guys. It's, it's about to get bumpy. Buckle up buckaroos. <laughs> just, just thinking of that as soon as, <laughs> as soon as it, the words left my lips, I was thinking. Of that. All right guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys real soon. Peace. Bye-bye now.